Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound, 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 What's up, Benjamin? How you doing? Let's talk to you, you My favorite thing is like when you get people at the venue and they're they're like, yeah, man, we've been listening to you guys on Jam On forever, but we've never seen a show. And we're like, <laughs> you're in for a good one, friend. You're in for a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Madcap. Today, we welcome back one of our favorite bands in the known universe, Talk, talk, talk. T A U K, short for Montauk, a seaside town at just the tip of New York's Long Island. Longtime listeners have already met these blokes, but for those who haven't. All right, I'm Matt Jalbert, I play guitar. Charlie Dolan, I play bass. I'm Isaac Teal, and I play drums. I'm AC, and I play keys. Daniel Bloom and David Ross had a visit with Toc backstage at the Hamilton. 14th and F. Northwest. Not far from the White House. Just after their sublime sophomore album, Collisions, made landfall. It features this song, entitled On Guard. One of my favorite songs on the album, On Guard. I feel like I'm in an Asian, I don't know. Paradise or something, I don't know, but then... We, we, we can't dive further and define your version of Asian paradise. <laughs> like, what, what went on there? <laughs> you know, you take your shoes off, you drink some tea, you got a nice kimono on, and there's flowers. <laughs> Is that a harp sound that you're using at the beginning of that song, On Guard? It's a Kodo. <laughs> exactly. Is that what it's called? It's a Kodo. Yeah, K-O-T-O. Okay. I, so I have to ask you this question. When I hear that song, um, the only song that I can think of that pops into my mind is, of course, the classic by Mr. Robert Kelly. <laughs> it's the beginning of Feeling on Your Booty. Am I wrong about this? You... I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know. Feel no DJ's making me feel the No, that's not Gotta know that song. I'm glad you did it. If you didn't do it, I was gonna do it. <laughs> Come again? What was that? You see the Michael McDonald version. Michael McDonald version of R. Kelly's. And the DJ's making you feel the now, now, did you like? Did you like the regular? Did you oh like my the... God! <laughs> applause! Everyone, applause! Drew, applause! Applaud! Damn it! That was wonderful. That was innovative. One more word about on guard. I like the way On Guard is titled because it kind of lulls you into this like, oh yeah, everything's gonna be cool. And then it just punches you in the face a couple times. Like you've gotta be ready for On Guard because On Guard will take you on the trip. You gotta be on your guard. That's definitely one of those songs where it's like, like you were saying, it's like it's, it's in one place and then the next place it just like takes you into the, a new like little universe. We bring you back though.
I want to know what song was the biggest pain in the ass to create? Biggest pain in the ass? The one you had to on fight. Guard, well, on guard, well, I don't know if I would call it a pain in the ass, but that <laughs> was definitely one of those ones that was pieced together a lot just in the studio where it was kind of like we had songs that we played live before and then that one was kind of more of an experiment. I thought that one was fun. You know, for me, it was Sweet Revenge. That's one song that we uh, we didn't record with the click, so we had to like it had to swing. If it didn't swing, it just didn't. It's like kind of like, like a lullaby, like swing, but power ballad. Maybe thirteen takes to a click, and then we tried it at least like five times without a click to finally get like you know the right version of it. It's very tedious. I mean, I think that what helped with this album, especially um, what made it sound and feel as good as it, as it does, is the pre-production that happened with it, you know. We actually chopped these songs up earlier in the year before we toured them, and that was huge for us, I thought, because we were coming off this huge momentum off the road to hit right into the studio to get these songs cranked out, and I think it was great. Yeah, we didn't really have any time to take a break it really felt live. Like we just played a show one night and then we got into the studio the next day, not really much changed except we weren't in front of a crowd, but we still had that same momentum and that same energy, which is what we really want to capture. We're all really happy with how we've progressed to this point, but you know, we're still really hungry. Like I'm hungry, I'm like, still hungry right, right now. now. With my like, plate. I didn't eat, with so my I'm like, I'm... AC's hangry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you one track that sounds live as hell and it goes off when you play it live as well as mind shift <laughs> dude mind shift is like when i now when i know when i hear the first beginning of that song i know go to the front go as far to the front of the stage as you can because there's going to be like a whole bunch of sick dance breakdown opportunities and you, you'll catch me up there in the pit tonight when you yes. start that song <laughs> yeah that's that's a fun song man that's a good song yeah, and that's the thing with this album too is there's more songs kind of like that where we left sections open because in the middle of that song there's this whole just dance breakdown it's kind of a keyboard solo and we just in the studio it was just improvisation you know we just got into that section and felt it out and just played it like we play it live
aspect of this album that we haven't discussed yet is I think it's really hip hop. Like this album is a lot hip hopier to me than Homunculus. And one key track that I think points to that is, do you pronounce it Makuba? Makuba. It's my job to come and tell you which of your tracks would be perfect for a lyricist on every album, and this would be it. Uh, I was trying to think of which lyricist would be perfect, and the best one I could think of was Big L. Big L. Big L. on that song would be um, Alaric Carter. Oh. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, he wrote the song, so. <laughs> nah. Nah, you're not ready for that. Nah, not ready for that. <laughs> uh, so you, you, you did begin to write lyrics for Mokuba? Yeah, AC started you know, writing I have, lyrics. I have like I'm going to make uh, the record, though, but we'll release it at some point. I have like a, you know, marble notepad, you know. Um, uh, book of Rhyme Pages, as it's called. You can call that, you know. <laughs> he writes a lot of haikus. What color is it? It's traditional, black and white. I'm not too wild. What color is it? Traditional. As far as really, is that Crayola? Is that one of the crayon colors? <laughs> no, it's, it's actually is it mead? I believe it's mead. I shop at Staples, dog. So <laughs> shout out to Staples. <laughs> You're listening to Madcap, and today we're spending time with Matt, AC, Charlie, and Isaac, known collectively as Toc. We're discussing their album, Collisions, and life on the road with a rock and roll band. Last summer, Toc played a myriad of festivals, with some of their favorites being Floyd Fest, Mad Tea Party Jam, and The Hudson Project, an ambitious event held last summer in upstate New York. Here's bassist Charlie Dolan. I didn't know how many people were going to be there. We're playing this huge tent. And, like we had these like 14 foot video walls behind us. Like it was in this like cave and take me down. Yeah. <laughs> and like we're like, all right, we're playing like 1:30. Like we'll see what's up. But like I, I mean, definitely be a couple people there. And then the whole tent was full. It was like over a thousand people. And uh, and he was playing this gigantic stage. It was just, like you know. It's one of those few times we got to play just like the next level stage, like and, and then the lights. I, I mean, I literally just like turned around. I was like just looking at our lights while we're playing. <laughs> just like I was like, holy shit, what's happening behind me right now? Yeah. What did you guys start with at the Hudson Project? Oh, Tumblr. 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 
The thing is, you know, what really was perfect about that is that we were the first band on that stage. We got to set up, we got to sound check. It was, I mean, most of the times in the festivals, you get to sound check, but it's such a rush because you're back and forth and other people getting off stage. We were the first there. We were there the night before. So we got to sit in and just like check the whole area out. And it was great, man. Just to see the people trickle in after song, after song, after song. And then after your set, you're throwing drumsticks. I mean, I missed one. I didn't even make it up the gate. It was terrible. But <laughs> it scares me. It scares me every time he throws a drumstick. Like, see you, people. I'm waiting Sweet. for someone to get, a, get an eye poked out, man. <laughs> Would you throw it like, or you, you dart it, man? You're like, no you sidearm, like, what's your, I what's never, your... I always pass that drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> always lift it up really nicely, just like that. It's got some good spin on it. You can catch it. You're flinging it, just, you know. Rookie of the year, you flew it. <laughs> flew it. The floater. The floater. Float it. Float it. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> But it's all good. Yeah, I mean, no one got hurt. So actually, we saw we we a kid came to the show last, last night. night. He caught was like, the stick. I caught your stick, man. I still got it. As far as like the sickest tracks on the album, it it would be um, stupid to not mention Tumblr. Tumblr is ridiculous, and it's also well named because it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna put you on top of a hill, and then we're gonna take you all the way the fuck down the hill, and you're not even gonna have any idea that you were about to fall. It's like Wiley e. Coyote status. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. Well, I, I want that music video. Beep, beep. When we write collectively, I find that the songs are just that much stronger and that much more of a statement. That's a special one. And I have to say this. I wrote this down. That song, to me, it reminds me of um, the pull between heaven and hell. And I wrote this down. Nothing short of the essential human struggle, good versus evil, encompassed in one song. Go, son. Yeah, I feel that. I dig that. Yeah, I like that. Can we, I might have to write that down. Hold We're recording, so. We'll, we'll, we'll pull out that marble notebook. Let's do this right now. <laughs> I hear what you're saying though, because it kind of starts off real dark and, and it sets you up for that. Even what you were saying before, like just rolling you down a hill and throwing you off a cliff or whatever. And then by the end of the song, it kind of gets into this really uplifting moment. And it just the way that it gets there is, is kind of what's cool about it. You just put a whole new twist on that song for me, honestly. I think about it differently when I play it now. I'm going to be Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> what's heaven and what's hell? <laughs> yeah, the course, the course is definitely heaven because it's rescuing. It's like yeah, <laughs> uplift. Yeah. gets hard it's like it's hard oh yeah it's like you get to that really like the, the biggest peak of the song and it's like oh and then all of a sudden it just goes right back to the dark thing to end it out sorry it was a dream you're still in hell <laughs>
storm and then you get above the clouds you see the sun it's like oh it's so pretty and then boom <laughs> right back in the shitty storm <laughs> I feel like we can fuck up the whole song, and as long as we play the ending right, people are just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but we try not to do that. No, we Collateral is your final song, and when I listened to that, not only did it remind me of the great band Umphreys McGee, but it, the reason it does is because I've seen Umphreys play a late night set at Bonnaroo, and that, the feel of that song is very much like, we're gonna do like a sunrise set at a festival, it's gonna be like all out cranking. Is that where that came from? It's like a big, heavy, just jam. Well, that's actually, kind of how it started too when we yeah. wrote the song. It started off as a jam. It started off as a as a joke, honestly. It started off as a joke. Matt was on drums. That was not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Correction. It was a serious matter. This is real serious. <laughs> Matt was playing drums and AC was on keys and at a rehearsal one time I'm sitting on the couch with Charlie and I'm like what are they playing? What is that? And I walk in and they're just hammering and it's evil. It's pretty evil. It's evil. So Michael Bay or Bust with that song. Straight up. Absolutely. I can hear it now. It's you and me Megatron. What cologne are you gonna go with? London gentleman or? This is perfect because we're gonna end this interview uh, with the first song on the album, which as far as I'm concerned, I don't care what you guys say, as far as I'm concerned, that song is called Sex Panther. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what you guys were thinking yeah. changing the name of Sex Panther. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. 60% of the time it works every time. You're not fooling anybody with this friction. This song is not about sandpaper, gentlemen. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my real last question. What's really fun about being a fan of you guys right now is that there's like this building community of people who are believing in you stronger and stronger and growing all the time. Can you feel it and what is it like to be on the receiving end of that or the creating end of that? That's awesome. It's really humbling. It, it just really motivates all of us to just continue to progress and like kind of set the bar and keep raising the bar for ourselves. It's such a strange feeling to be on stage and you know meet maybe you know 50 people to thousand people that you just don't know you've never seen before but you're moving them you're communicating we can definitely feel it like the energy is definitely there we can definitely tell that 
people are starting to come see the shows more often. Like they're coming back. Like it, it's funny. Like we have jokes amongst the band, and now they're kind of in on them too. Like we've watched. I don't know which one is it, Nutty Professor, like a million times. And we're always just like, pop quiz. Make sure you read chapter four in your textbooks on genetics, and it's gonna be a pop quiz on Wednesday. There's a pop quiz. Pop quiz. And now people in the <laughs> now people in the audience come to the show, and they're like, pop quiz. We're like, how do they know about pop quiz? I wonder what's a what's a new response that you all have gotten? Because the last time it was the best you all had was fuck you, man, fuck you. So, what, <laughs> so what's what's a, what's a new one? There's one last night. <laughs> this guy was talking to me. And he was like, he's man. He's like, comes to me. He's like, man, I missed your fucking show. Like, I've been like, you guys are one of my favorite bands right now. And, and he was like, but he's like, you know, like I just want to hate bands. Like I love to just hate bands. Like I just like love to like go search the internet and be like, oh man, I don't like this band for this reason. And he's like, I hate that I can't hate your band. He's <laughs> like, yeah. like, I listen to like metal. Like he's like. I still like it. and you guys you can get softer but like I still can't hate it it's like sweet thanks <laughs> did y'all hug after that or like was it, was it beef <laughs> heavy dappage goes. thanks so much for not despising me despite your best efforts <laughs> really nice of you my favorite thing is like when you get people at the venue and they're they're like yeah man we've been listening to you guys on jam on forever but we've never seen a show and we're like <laughs> you're in for a good one friend you're in for a good one Kill Bill. That's a cover that you guys do that we did not talk about in the first episode. That shit is so much fun to listen to you guys play. And I like how it's a secret weapon that sometimes you'll break out early in a set, like just to make sure that people are hooked and just like, you know what? You may not know who we are, but you're going to sit there and you're going to listen to this because you know it and we're going to slay it. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like you're kind of writing our set list right now. Like all these songs you're mentioning, I'm like, oh, we got to play that tonight. <laughs> That one in particular, the last residency uh, show we did at the 8x10, that one we got into like a, it's always, it's really open-ended because it's just kind of like this funk groove. So we could stick to that or we could take it somewhere else. The last time we played it was really fun. It got into this weird, dirty thing. I don't even know what happened. Congratulations, you guys. You deserve every bit of it, and we look forward to seeing what you guys come up with next. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks for Always. Holler. For residents of the nation's capital, your next chance to see talk is at Gypsy Sally's on April 25th. Their endless tour schedule also includes Jazz Fest in New Orleans, Electric Forest in Michigan, and Red Rocks on July 3rd with Umphreys McGee. That's sure to be a special night. For more information and many more tour dates, visit talkband.com. That's T-A-U-K-B-A-N-D.com. Special thanks to Rebecca at Big Picture Media for your help and your patience. For all of us at Madcap, I'm your loyal narrator, Andy Duke. Madcap is produced by Daniel Bloom, 
David Ross, Efim Shapiro, and Drew Snadeke. Snadeke moves up in the world. Our intern is Christy Newen, madcapdc.org, on Facebook and Twitter at madcapdc.org.